This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers, so make sure you check out theropetrainer.com, the wonderful training aid for all those young arms, uh, developing arms, aged arms, hurt arms, fresh arms, whatever it may be, uh, it's the device for you. Check it out at theropetrainer.com. You can learn more about what Chris Verna and John Smoltz, of course, have to say about it and why it's perfect for you if you're trying to make sure that you protect that young arm of yours. Check it out at theropetrainer.com. Excited about the show this week, folks. Um, you know, Christmas season is upon us. Um, you know, uh, I, I did uh, a couple shows here in the last couple weeks. One of them designed around 2018. You know, as you start thinking about planning, I know that, you know, listen, I don't mean this in a bad way, but there's a lot of parents that don't realize how early you start planning because there's somebody else that does it. Not an issue there. That's most of the people that do it. It's a labor of love. There's a lot of things to get prepared for. Um, And, you know, some of the things that the questions I get, not some of the things, some of the questions that I got, uh, I'm going to bring up a little bit more today. Um, Some people had asked my opinion on some things. I'm going to give them some advice and tell them what I think they should do. Uh, And then we have a special treat for you guys is we're going to have a contest. It's contest time here at uh, it's contest time here at Youth Baseball Talk. So we're going to put together about a month long contest for all of our listeners uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep making sure you guys are aware of it, whether it be through social media. But uh, basically, you're going to get to learn more about the contest by going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, on the right, you'll see uh, you'll see the 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 logoed out uh, uh, youth baseball talk contest. It'll be in conjunction with our friends at the Rope Trainer and Dirtbag Baseball Nation. We're going to have some wonderful prizes for you guys. When I get to that here shortly, I'll tell you all about it. Before we do that, though, let's remind you a little bit about us. We are Youth Baseball Talk. You can learn more about us by simply checking out youthbaseballtalk.com. You know, it's been a labor of love for us. Um, I mean, we've been doing this now for three years. We've got a ton of episodes. The back uh, catalog of episodes are all just filled with unbelievable people that are influencers within the game, whether they be trainers, coaches, parents, uh, managers, professionals, uh, people that have spent their whole life in the pursuit of helping others when it comes to this great game. Some some things on here that I didn't agree with that I felt like we should share. You just across the board, people that you can learn something from one way or the other. So I would encourage you to check it out by going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Don't just look at the top episode. You can go back, look at all the ones on the page. You can, I mean, there's so many now that we have multiple pages of back episodes. And thank you to all the people that do do it because I'm telling you, I, I mean, I get 50, 60 downloads a week from the very first episode I ever did three years ago. So thank you very much. And then it goes up and up and up from there. Um, you know, and again, that's a testament to the people I have on the show. It has nothing to do with me. So thank you very much for that. When you get to youthbaseballtalk.com, of course, you can subscribe to the show. It's completely free. Uh, that gives you a download on your mobile device. You can listen to it at your convenience, and it gives you a notification when it's time. You know, It just basically lets you know, hey, the new show's out. Very simple, absolutely free. During this holiday season, if you'll do your shopping through youthbaseballtalk.com by simply uh, on the, on your computer, if you're on your computer, it would be a little bit down on your right. You would simply click 
uh, Amazon, and then it'll take you to the Amazon site. You're done with us. We get a very small referral. We appreciate it. If you're on your mobile device, you'd have to just scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see Amazon. Click it. Do your shopping again. You're done with us. We get a small referral. Thank you so much. Our social media, we greatly appreciate you guys following us there, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. Uh, simply type in Youth Baseball Talk when it comes to Facebook. Our ask there is that you like our Facebook page and then invite your friends to like it as well. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well with Youth Baseball Talk. Um, as far as social media goes, guys, really jump in, be a part of the conversation. We're happy to have you. You know, Tag us and stuff if it's something you think we should talk about. Um, I get tagged in a lot of things, crusades, things like that. Some of the ones we definitely believe in, you know, protecting the young arms, things like that. Happy to be a part of anything going on within uh, your community if it comes to this great game of baseball. So, again, please, our ask there is that you follow us on our social media sites. Special thanks to lineupmedia.fm, fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Check them out. I promise you you'll find another podcast worth your time. Um, you know, I'm just excited about going forward with this group as they continue to grow and the exposure for the show continues to grow and more and more people find us. So thank you so much for that continued support. Again, that's lineupmedia.fm. My producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen, couldn't do the show without them. And, of course, my weekly contributors when it comes to, you know, the likes of Justin Stone and Kurt McNabb with Baseball Nation. Those guys are two of the best. Okay, on the show this week, I had some people say, okay, Jim, um, heard you loud and clear. We're doing some things here. What do you, you know, so number one, um, you know, Darren Hendrickson, I've talked to him long and long and tall about this, and he talks a lot about the, the young arm. And he always says things to the degree of why do we do things with kids that you would never do with a, with a Division I player or a professional player? Um, I don't think a lot of people understand some of the timelines that pros work on as far as getting ready to pitch. Um, now, if you want to do arm strengthening and you're doing arm care classes and things like that and they're run properly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you absolutely do not need to be throwing, be throwing from a mound to get ready for the season in December if your first game isn't until April or even in March. You should not be getting on a mound six weeks throwing bullpens. Six weeks. It takes six weeks. There's many, many, many things out there you can find to put you on a program. But it's six weeks. It is six weeks. So if you've got a kid on the mound right now throwing and he doesn't pitch for four months, we are over using that arm. Just letting you know. Okay? Think think about that. They don't pitch for four months. Well, Jim, I mean, he needs to learn how to – yeah, there's plenty of ways to do that without getting on a mound. I've seen some great ideas. I've – P3 over in St. Louis, it was really cool. When, when they were doing their arm strengthening classes, it's all on flat ground. Okay, there's no stress. There's no downhill push. There's no it's – all, it's, all, it's all up ground, and it's all feel. Like when he would teach them how to throw curveballs and change up, they'd play catch with softball so that they'd get the feel on the fingertips. It would stretch out their hand. There's a lot of great ways to do this without getting on a mound four months before you pitch. So think about that. That's one of the things. So for those out there that had kind of asked that question – and I'm not advocating not playing catch over the winter. That's not it either. But, again, and, it, and listen, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'd ask you to research it. And don't research it by listening to some guy on some Internet thread. Go listen to the guys that do it for a living, and this is what they do. Not some guy that played. Just because he played doesn't mean shit. I'm sorry to use my, that language. I, th this fires me up. I'm sorry. Make no mistake about this, folks. The biggest problem we have is 100% putting our faith in guys that played. They are no different than anyone else. Now, 
I do think it's awesome if somebody played and they've taken the time to become a good coach and a good trainer. Absolutely it helps. 100% it helps. But to assume because a guy played that he knows what he's doing is crazy. There are so many guys that played that don't even know what they were doing to have success, and I've watched it. I've watched it. I've absolutely, you know, I've absolutely watched it. Some of these pros don't even really know what they do when they do it, and that's okay. I'm not dogging on them. I'm just saying the biggest thing that I see, I'm not kidding you, I see so many guys that played D1, got a cup of coffee in the minors, and they coach teams, and they're awful. They are absolutely awful. Again, you know what else I've seen? I've seen guys that never played and have studied their butts off and trained really hard to become a good coach, and they're awful too. Guys, it's it's a skill like anything else. And now there might be some of you going, get over yourself. Everybody get over yourselves. I'm just coaching a little. That's fine too. God love anybody that takes their time with it. I'm talking about the guy that spins it as everything he's doing is the Bible and it's the Bible because he played and he knows what he's doing. Just pay attention. Again, we're back to what do I always ask everybody to do? I ask you to research. There are some absolute things that should not be going on out there. And I don't care if the guy played 10 years in the big leagues or if he's never stepped foot on a baseball diamond. If they're doing them, don't walk, run. Get away. Okay? I've said a million times over, quit worrying about the name on the front of the jersey when you're young. Quit worrying about, ooh, our coach played in the mic. Quit worrying about all that. Be more concerned with what your kid's learning, not just on the baseball field either. That's, that's, I'll be honest with you, that's some of the things that have been the worst by some of the former players, especially the guys that played in the minor leagues. Well, you're going to do that. You know, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And, you know, and there, well, I ain't got no time for, the, for, for these kids that just aren't good enough and you know, and, you know, and it, 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 that's what I've seen. Now, again, I'm not I'm not painting a broad stroke picture or get over every one of them. I'm talking about the problems. I promise you for every hundred things I've seen in, in, in youth baseball, at least 50 percent of them have been done by people that should know better. But you know why they don't know better? You know why? Because they played so much and they think they know everything that they refuse to get better. Look at me. I didn't even play minor league baseball. I played one year of college baseball. And the first few years I coached, while some things were okay, some things were absolutely awful that I did. Awful. I I was part of the problem. 100% part of the problem. I am an example. So I promise you, if I could admit that I was part of the problem, so should other people be able to do so. But some people can't do it, and that's fine. I still make mistakes. I don't even coach anymore. I make mistakes with my son, and I try not to. I'm getting better every day. It's a learning process, right? The reality of it is, how serious are you about coaching? At the end of the day, what are you going to do, right? So this is an example. So now, you know, what works for one doesn't always work for, for another. I've heard that a lot, too. I got that from people. Well, Jim, I hear you loud and clear, but, you know, our older son did this and this and this, and, you know, we never had an issue. Well, guess what? They're not all the same. Not everybody's the same. And I say this, too, to each their own. Nothing I'm telling you on here is in some Bible somewhere, and you have to follow it. These are all merely suggestions from, you know, what has now become years of listening to people a whole lot smarter than me 
And if you're not evolving, you're getting stale. And you better be prepared to keep moving forward. Now, does that mean that everything that was done 50 years ago is bad? No, it doesn't. A lot of... See, all the new stuff that's really good and, and works is all trial and error. Things that work, take a little piece of this, try to improve it. That's the way life is anyway, right? I mean, you know, I think there's a Seinfeld episode where they talk about things that have improved. You know, video games, toilet paper, things like that. I mean, it, everything evolves, right? I mean, we, we're trying to have a better uh, paper towel. We try to have a better toothbrush. We try... Well, I mean, it's still the same concept as before, but they just try to make it better. Teaching baseball, training methods, ways to reach kids from communication, it's all the same. Everybody's trying to improve and get better. Major League Baseball players are under the same thing. They all do things that they didn't used to do. I mean, one of the most, one of the most common things we talk about. I mean, what over the last 20 or 30 years is one of the things that's come up the most about uh, spring training or football uh, training camp or hockey training camp. What is the one thing? These guys all show up ready to go. Well, that wasn't the case 100 years ago or 80 years ago. These guys showed up and used training camp and spring training to get ready. Things evolve and things change and we learn and we realize what we can do and we realize what stresses we can put on the body. And then we find out that this one's... So you have to be getting smarter. And again, this is not directed at everyone but i promise you if you're sitting right there going does he think he's talking to me who is he then i probably am talking to you because if you played and you don't spend one minute out there learning and trying to get better then i am talking to you and i don't really care if you're smarter than me or was a better baseball player than me or made a million dollars playing i don't care i mean that doesn't mean a thing to me i'm happy for you and that part of your life but if you've not if you've now moved on to coaching well, now you've put yourself out there to do something that I, that I do care about. And again, you don't have to listen to me. Ten, peep, ten sets of parents and ten kids, 11 sets of parents, 12, whatever your roster is, are putting their faith in you. What are you doing with it? Ask yourself, not me. Look in the mirror. But I promise you this, you know, I'm a commissioner in a, in a select baseball league, and when I have to have conversations because coaches are upset that we're going to limit the number of pitches and innings that we put on their players in league, what I'm looking at are a bunch of 30- to 50-year-old men that want to use a child's arm to win a trophy. (laughs) I mean, seriously, think about that for a minute. When you're trying to do something to protect young arms and the coaches are giving you backlash, what does that tell you? I've had some of them be completely honest with me. If you do this, we have no chance of winning. I'm like, you just said the wrong words to me. (laughs) You know, again, winning's great. Who doesn't want to win? I want to win. Quit saying I don't want to win for those of you that send that to me every now and again. Quit saying that. You never played against my teams, I promise you. I was very competitive. I wanted to win. Not at the expense of a kid. And if you think you throwing a kid three and four innings on Saturday and three and four innings on Sunday isn't at his expense, you, sir, have your head buried in the sand or you want to refuse to acknowledge what we know. And again, here's my this is my all time favorite thing, too. Yeah, well, that you know what? We did it 15, 20 years ago. I did it and I'm fine. Well, you might be fine. You know what else happened all those years ago? 
There's a lot of cancers. When we got those 20, 30 years ago, they were fatal. Now, guess what? We've learned all kinds of stuff now. So guess what? We, 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 things we don't do to help prevent the cancers, right? Learned all kinds of things in 20, 30 years. Isn't it possible that what we've realized is that some of the things we've been doing were awful? So, see, so that's what I'm saying. So for some of you guys that send in, okay, Jim, I hear you loud and clear. I'm planning my season, but then listening to some stuff. And, you know, I, you know, we typically practice two or three days a week in, in the winter. I mean, you said once a week. I mean, no, 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 no. Do what you want to do. That's not the issue here. If you're a team built on practicing two or three days a week, I, I have no issue with that. You do what you want to do. I'm talking about generalities, okay? Absolutely talking about generalities. You know, I, it's hard for a kid to practice in December and January and February baseball three days a week if he's playing basketball and if he's wrestling and if he's playing ice hockey. Hey, listen, each our own, fit it in, do as much as you can. I mean, I know how we handled it. That didn't mean it was the rule or the, or, or, or the Bible. I used to tell my kids all the time, look, uh, I have kids that, you know, for whatever reason at a younger age, if, that's just all they do. They might hunt. They might, you know, they might be more into academics. They might, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I have a group. I'm going to practice twice a week. Here's the times. If you can make it, I expect you to be here. But if you have too much homework, everything from too much homework to my, the other sport that I'm playing right now, I have a game, or then by all means, miss. I'm not going to hold it against you. People always ask me how I handled that because that's one of the biggest things for coaches, and I got some of that too on this one. And I, and I say this, the only thing I ever have said to parents about that ever was this, to make sure that you cover yourself kind of, was, look, I absolutely don't expect him to be at every practice in the offseason. If he has a basketball game, if he has a wrestling match, if he has an ice hockey game, if he has a practice for an in-season sport, I expect him to go to that practice over our practice. If he has too much homework, I expect him to. If he doesn't feel well, I expect him to stay home. If he wants to be 12 and go to a birthday party or go to his friend's house for a sleepover or go to grandma, I expect him to be 12 and miss. Now, on the flip side, if he doesn't come to anything and he doesn't get better and he doesn't keep up with the other kids, you're going to understand why. But that's but listen, that shouldn't be the end all reason to to not be a kid, to skip in season stuff, to 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 not take care of academics. Everybody is not the same. Trying to make everybody equal and the same is a problem. I understand why people think it's good, but it's not you can't do it. Don't chase a ghost. So I didn't chase a ghost. I chased it at the beginning, and it was nothing but problems. Having conversations with people going, oh, I just don't know. Where's your commitment level? I mean, where's he been? And then having a parent look at me, and I, that's, you know, going, well, Jim, I mean, I, I, I know you guys are practicing, but he plays basketball for the, you know, he plays basketball for his middle school. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, what do you want us to do? I mean, what, you know, what about our commitment level? And looking back, and it was so stupid. I feel like an idiot ever saying that to somebody. Asking a 12-year-old kid to decide between practicing baseball in January or playing for his middle school basketball team might be one of the dumbest things I've ever said in my life. And I didn't tell him to choose, but I basically said he's got to find a way to get here. I mean, that's just dumb. I look back at it and think, how could I have said that to somebody? All in the effort to be better. All in the effort for my team to be better. It wasn't even my team. I was assistant coach. It just think about how silly that sounds. On the flip side, if the kid doesn't improve at the rate the kids that are there all the time improves, that's not your fault either. 
And if you're in a situation where you cut kids or you have tryouts every year, they're going to have to live with their situation and that he didn't improve with the other kids. See, this is a two-sided sword here, folks. There's two edges on this sword. So if you're that parent group too, don't be upset with those coaches or that team. You signed up for that situation. You signed up for a situation where I know the parameters. I always said that. I had no problem with, with organizations or teams that make kids try out every year, that cut, that have that place. Everybody's free to do what they want. When you go in, do not go in blind. Know the parameters. I said it all the time. I personally, if I would have taken my kids somewhere where those were the parameters, I would have never complained about those parameters. Okay? If he didn't improve, we knew the parameters going in. Now, I always say I couldn't do that, not because I thought it was wrong. I couldn't do it because I couldn't do it. It, it, was, a, it was a personal thing. I couldn't look at kids that, that, that played for me and say, you're not good enough anymore. I, it just, I can't do it. There's, listen, so many, all sports are like that now. <laughs> and parents and some kids have accepted it. But I got to tell you, man, I, I just, I'm glad it was never really that way. Because, I mean, I, I've talked to kids that, you know, what are you doing? Well, you know, we're going to this tryout, this tryout, and he's hoping to make this team. He was offered by this team, but that's not the one he wants, so we're kind of holding them off. We're hoping to get onto this. And, I mean, you know, a 12-year-old kid knowing he's going to go try out for six baseball teams and some of them don't want him, I mean, golly, I get it, but, man, it's interesting. You know, some of the things that we think would be really hard to accept, it seems that most people, you know, soccer was the one that I noticed the most. It kind of had it from the beginning. I mean, all these clubs, man, go try out for them, see who you get an offer from, make a choice. I mean, there's a lot of shuffling and shaking going on there. Interesting. It's all interesting to me. But those are some of the things that, like, people sent me in. They're like, how do I do this? How do I maneuver this based on what you suggested for my offseason? Another question I got was about the tournaments. Yes, uh, great question. Um, you know, you never do know what you're getting into. Some people in the Midwest do not like this, but it is a fact. Double-A tournaments in the South and, and way out West are a lot of times better than the triple-A tournaments around here. So that's a tough one, especially when you classify. Um, you know, we played in some double-A tournaments down South, and the competition was better than the triple-A competition that we played in, in the Midwest. I mean, that's a, I mean I, you know, some people act like you're offending them when you say that. I don't understand why. Um, you know, I had a, I had a gentleman on who talked about his kid. He was a really good player. He ran an organization and he talked about a conversation he had with his son one time where he said, look, you know, just to be realistic with you, when you go down here, you know, when you go play in these tournaments, his, his son was confused why, when he went down and played in Mississippi and Florida and, and Alabama and places like that, you know, he would do okay, but he wouldn't do as well when he played around here. And he said, well, what do you expect? The competition's better down there. Well, I had all kinds of people from the Midwest go, do they want to come up and play us? I get, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a shot at anybody. That's a reality. That doesn't mean that you're not as good as those teams. We're talking about on the whole, and it only stands to reason. Look at Major League Baseball. I'm promising you right now, if you're a hitter and you live in the Midwest, you got an uphill climb. Just look at it. Major League Baseball teams want young hitters that play year-round, whether we like it or not and whether they admit it or not. If you're a pitcher or a catcher in your Midwest, they're okay with it. Those are a lot of things you can do inside and in the off seasons just as important. So let me tell you, let me promise you this. If you're a hitter, it matters because the competition is just better out there. It just is. It only stands to reason if somebody does something almost year-round, isn't it going to be better? 
Is it healthy? I don't know. Doesn't seem to be. I mean, you guys got to remember something. For all the people that, quote, unquote, make it, and when we say make it, describe make it, I mean, college. You know, what have we talked about? How many kids are playing baseball and, like, 26,000 max will play college baseball and how many will get drafted? It's not a lot of kids compared to how many you're playing. There's a lot of reasons why those kids don't play in college and don't get drafted. A lot of those reasons are burnout, health. Uh, they don't develop. And anybody in and listen here, I'm gonna give I'm gonna, here I'm gonna end this little little nugget here with with a little secret for everybody that's that shouldn't be so secret. Just saying a kid didn't develop is a crime, because as a coach, there are tons of kids that the reason they didn't develop is they were overused, they were burnt out. They I, I, it just it's part of it, guys. You better make sure you're doing a good job. You better make it fun. You better try to try to make it healthy. You better try to make it something that they want to do. It's all part of your job. It's not showing up and writing out a lineup. It's not going around and recruiting the 10 best players. I mean, I, you, know, you can beat up on anybody in your local area if you go get the 10 best players. What's that take? You want to be a good coach? Help them get better. Help them get better with the mental side. Teach them the life lessons of baseball. Put a good team together and go compete. Nothing wrong with competing. I'm here with that. And nothing wrong with winning either. Go play in those good tournaments and win. Do some coaching. Do some real coaching. That's another one of my favorites. I see some of these guys, they get the 10 best, and they act like they're doing something special. I'm like, what are you doing so special? I mean, parents come to me, man, we played on the best team in the area, and none of our kids, really, they all got little, you know, not too many of them played in college, and they didn't, well, I mean, were you guys winning or were you getting better? I mean, I, you know, don't they go hand in hand? Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Again, nobody's recruiting your kid based on what their summer league team or their program record is, what their stats are. They're watching the kid and what he does, how he does it, and how he goes about what he does. I would be much more concerned with that. As I'm learning more and more every day, the athleticism of your athlete has so much to do with how they're viewed by scouts at every level. So let me promise you this. If your kid's a really, really good hitter and he's unathletic, I don't care if he hits 700. And you're going to be shocked when he doesn't get what you think he should get. You're going to be like, I don't get it. I don't understand how this kid over here hitting two, 280 is getting all this attention. My kid's hitting 400 and nobody's interested. Better figure it out because it goes on every day. Goes on every day. Pay attention, guys. Pay attention. Pay attention. Gonna um, hit you guys up now with the uh, with the contest. I'm excited about this. Um, Kurt McNabb, who you guys all know, I appreciate. Come up with an idea. We did it with the rope trainer. Um, want to want to have some fun here. Three winners. Three winners here are going to win this. You're going to be able to go to youthbaseballtalk.com. If you're on your computer to the right, there'll be a banner. That, that labels out the contest. You click on it, it'll take you where you need to go. Now, there are some things you have to do to be eligible for the contest. There's also a way to keep increasing your odds by inviting people to do things, okay? Lots of ways. So once you entered, you're not done. Pay attention to us on social media, okay? You want to pay attention to us on social media. So you want to follow myself and you want to follow Dirtbag, 
You want to follow Dirtbag Baseball Nation and everything they do, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Same thing for us, Youth Baseball Talk. We're at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. This is an opportunity for you to win. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away. If, you, if, you're, if you're selected, you're going to receive a rope trainer. We will send it to you. I'm going to have you come on the show. You get to come on the show. Tell me about you. Tell me about who you are. If you're a player, if you're a trainer or a coach, I want you to come on. Tell me who you are. I want you to tell me how you're going to use the rope trainer. Then I'm going to invite you back on at a later date to tell me how you enjoyed it. Make sense? I want you to tell me about your experience. And here's what I love about the guys at the rope trainer. This is not like, okay, well, off air, I'm going to go, okay, so you got to be really positive here. Nope. If you didn't feel like it helped you, if you didn't understand it, if you, they want you to be honest. It's the only way we get better. I promise you they really care. John Smoltz would not be a part of this if it wasn't real and he didn't care. It doesn't matter how you look at it. I promise you John Smoltz would not be a part. This is not a money grab for John Smoltz. He does not need to be involved in this for money. This is important to him. It's important to us. Whether it's something you believe in or not, it's something you should at least check into, and we're going to give you that opportunity. So starting next week, or starting this week, I just need to, to finalize some stuff today. So hopefully by the time the show comes out, you'll be able to go to youthbaseballtalk.com. To the right, you're going to see the, you know, the, the uh, rope trainer contest. Click on that. It'll take you where you need to go. We'll be sending out links through social media, how to register, ways that you can increase your chances. Everything you do, you get another entry. It's all, listen, it's all computer generated. It tracks everything. I did this with some of the other podcasts that I do. It's an awesome tool for us to use. It helps us, helps us see who's following us, who's engaged with us. A lot of great information for us, but it also keeps you connected with us. It also encourages you to help us grow. And in exchange for that, we're going to reward three people. Again, so here's what you get. You get your rope trainer, okay? You get to come on the show once you've won. I'm going to bring you on. I want you to tell people a little bit. You can, I'm going to have a special guest on here for you, too. So when you come on, you won't just be talking to me. You're going to be talking to a very special guest. I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be. So you're going to get to ask questions of some, of some very special guests, anything you want to ask. But we're going to talk a little bit about the rope trainer. And then we're going to, you know, maybe two months, whatever it is, we're going to have you come back on and tell us about your experiences so far with the rope trainer. So it's a great contest. I'm excited about it. Uh, let's hear more about it from uh, Kurt McNabb right now as he brings us the Rope Report, brought to you by our friends at uh, theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, and, of course, our friends at Dirtbag Nation. Take it away, Kurt. Thanks, Jim. Great show as always, my man. I hope all you dirtbags have had a great week and that I now have you starting to understand the absolute importance of including a mindset-building program to go along with your physical and mechanical training. Without it, you're only a half a player. With the holidays coming up, I know your focus is going to be on family, friends, and presents, as it should be. So I'm not going to go too deep into the specifics of our mindset building program at this point in time. But I do promise all of you that I will be diving into this during the 2018 season right here on the Rope Report. That means you're definitely going to want to be listening and telling anyone and everyone that loves this game of baseball or softball to join us right here on the Rope Report on Youth Baseball Talk. Now, since it is the season of giving, I've spoken to Earl from the Rope Trainer and with Jim about having a contest on this week's episode of the Rope Report, and they both agreed. The winner is going to receive a free Rope Trainer as well as be a guest on an upcoming show 
here with Jim on Youth Baseball Talk. How cool is it going to be knowing that you have a chance to win your very own rope trainer and then be able to talk about it right here as a guest on Youth Baseball Talk with the legend, Jim Cromer. I'm all jacked up about this and I can't even be in the contest. But I do want to personally thank Jim and Earl from all of us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation for this amazing gift package. Now, all you have to do in order to be entered for a chance to win these great prizes is like and follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. You can find us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Share the post. Tag two friends or teammates. Sign up right here to receive Youth Baseball Talk podcast if you haven't already. And then answer or comment on the following questions, please. One, what subjects would you like me to discuss here on the Rope Report in 2018? Two, do you presently have a mindset building program as part of your training? Simply answer yes or no. Three, Whose best interest do we always have in mind in regards to all things baseball or softball related? Ours or yours? Four, what's our number one goal? To build trust, to build hope, or to build faith? Circle the right answer. Now, Jim is going to post the contest rules right here on Youth Baseball Talk as well. And we will also be posting this offer on our Facebook and Instagram pages again at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. So you can find it at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Now, you got to hurry in order for your chance to enter to win this amazing prize package. That's up to you. Before I wrap up this week's episode, I would like to remind you that if you're still looking for that Christmas gift that keeps on giving long after the present, you can get the rope trainer by going to www.theropetrainer.com And as always, be sure to enter Dirtbag5, Dirtbag the number 5 at checkout to let us know you heard about it right here on The Rope Report. And you can also find out more about Dirtbag Baseball Nation by emailing me personally at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com I guarantee it is me that you will be getting it to and you will be dealing with. Or you can phone me directly at 226 8212402 That's 226-821-2402 I'm Kirk McNabb and I can't thank all of you enough for your continued support and helping us expand our nation each and every week Please remember to enjoy the season that knowledge is power and always get dirty Great stuff as always. I'm extremely excited about this. Again, you're going to be able to go to youthbaseballtalk.com our, our, and, and then you're going to have all of the social media sites. All of them will be will be part of this contest. Okay, you'll be able to so you'll be able to share it, do all kinds of things. There's going to be all kinds of ways for you to do this. Okay? Very excited about it. Really, really, really excited about this whole process. Um Time now for our good friend Justin Stone as he comes to us each and every week with his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. I did have some nice comments back last week from some people that were planning their 2018. Um, people looking into using EliteBaseball.tv for their offseason training. I can tell you that's, there's not a better idea. Not a better idea. I would absolutely do it. If you're a coach out there, if you're trying to get better, you're trying to learn, 
that $99 for the whole year that it costs to be a member of EliteBaseball.tv, you're going to be shocked at what you get and what you're able to implement with your, with your kids. It's not over your head. It's stuff you can use with a 7-year-old or a 20-year-old. I'm telling you, best $99 I ever spent. Let's hear from them now. EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Hey guys, Justin Stone here with EliteBaseball.tv. On this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of communication with athletes to their coaches. And I, I say a lot of times when I work with pro players in the morning and then I do you know, my youth lessons in the afternoon and evening, I say when a pro player comes in or a college player comes in, if we have an hour session, we probably talk for 30 or 40 minutes of that session. Because what I'm trying to get through to that athlete is the, the dual communication. It's a two-way street when it comes to learning. And I have to know as a coach what this player is thinking, feeling, and everything that's going on in their mind and feeling with their body in order to produce the results that we're looking for. The problem is when I go to youth athletes in the afternoon, I dominate the conversation the majority of the time. And the most I get out of a lot of the athletes when they're first coming in is one-word answers. Good okay, or they don't know what to say at all. So I think it's important as parents and as coaches to continue to probe and not let it be okay for players just to give us one-word answers or no feedback whatsoever. Because remember, the whole goal here is allowing players to feel what's going on with their body, to create some sort of background or Rolodex in their mind that they can go back to and say, this is correct, I know what I felt like when it was going good, and then so it's not going good for them, if it's not going well, we can quickly get back into those good states. So what this means is we're trying to make kids their own best hitting coach. And in order to do that, they have to have some communication and some ability to give feedback awareness of what's going on during their swing. So part of this is we have to teach players how to communicate. So when I ask them questions, I said I, I prompt it with, I'm going to give you this question, and you can't answer the question with the word good. And you have to give me at least three words in your response to the question. So it takes away the one-word answer. And what I want to do is just continually probe them to get them to open up more and more. And that, sometimes that's just when I'm picking up baseballs, I'm asking them what, what they're doing in school that day. Uh, you know, when kids come into me, I try to show energy. I, I try to show a little bit of enthusiasm. I'd say, how's your day going today? I said, what did you do awesome today? What did you do to dominate today? And just to get them a little energy back in return, but also get them communicating with me. Sometimes you have to be funny to do that, but try to get kids to open up and talk about themselves, and then it's a lot easier for them to open up and talk about the feedback with their body, what they're thinking and feeling in terms of what we're trying to teach them in a half-hour session. So that's what I've been spending more of my time on as a coach this particular session where we're going into the off season and this is probably more than I've ever done in the past where yeah I'm doing my job and trying to teach guys mechanics I'm trying to make them better but what I understand as I get older as a coach I'm almost 20 years into this now is that the ability to communicate is so important with your high-level athletes I've had very few athletes in this almost 20 years of coaching that weren't good communicators that were really excelling on the field so what's that mean as a coach? I've got to do a better job at not just teaching mechanics, but teaching kids how to communicate. So that conversation is extremely important to get everything out of your lessons, to have a, a good relationship with a coach, and to expedite the, the time that we have in getting better at a, at a much faster rate. And the more you can communicate, 
the higher level of performance is going to happen for you in a shorter amount of time. That I can guarantee you. So just next time you get out of your lessons and you have a, or, or your practice, and you're having that conversation with your son or daughter, get them to open up about what they were thinking, feeling, and doing, and you're going to find out that their ability to communicate those ideas is going to translate to more success on the field. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Awesome. Appreciate him. I tell you, he's, he's one of the best. I, you know, any, every time we get an opportunity to go to Chicago, my kids get to spend a couple days up there. They're better for it. So thank you, Justin. We appreciate everything you do for the show. EliteBaseball.tv. Of course, I can't forget my man up there, Travis Kerber, too, another one that's best in the business. You talk about a dynamic duo. Those are two guys that you should definitely be checking out, EliteBaseball.tv. Special thanks to uh, Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Nation, of course, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, John Smoltz, everybody at the Rope Trainer. This contest is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to let it run for about a month, give you an opportunity to build up as many entries and give yourself an opportunity. Uh, for everybody at lineupmedia.fm, Brian Crock, our producers, uh, Brian Al or Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, thank you so much for all you do. Don't forget our social media, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter, uh, Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk on Instagram. Follow us. Be a part of it. Uh, your chances are encouraged or your chances are enhanced by, by, by following us there. Um, again, I'm looking forward to our three winners joining me on, an, on, an, on actually two editions of Youth Baseball Talk. And, again, I'll have special guests in studio for those so that you'll be able to, to ask questions. I'll give you a heads up beforehand who that is. That way you can design your questions based on who it is. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I'm telling you, I love contests, especially, uh, especially this time of year. Uh, for all the gang here, uh, youthbaseballtalk.com. Don't forget us. I'll see you guys on the field. Merry Christmas to you. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at podcastbaseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.